and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. Um, do you guys uh, happen to spend money on something really stupid this week? Oh my god, I've been waiting to tell you guys. Oh yeah? What did you get? What did I you get? About another art book. I probably have 70 oh, that's cool. art what, books. I mean, art books are awesome. What, what art book did you get? No, they're not stupid at all. They're starting to feel stupid. I bought... Uh, the Dark Souls 3 art book, and then I pre-ordered the Death Stranding art book. That's cool. Death How much Stranding's those, only a pre-order? Yeah, it comes out uh, mid-February. That's weird, because Last of Us 2, you've been able to buy that art book for like the last three years somehow, which is weird. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, it's they're, they're like they've been selling them for a while now. It's That's insane. Strange. Huh. That's weird. How you much guys, were those? Uh, I did, uh, I think it was about 60-something total for the two of them. Those are rookie so they're, numbers, they're about Jeff. 30, 30 Those are rookie numbers. I'm talking about spending stupid amounts of money. Something somewhere in the ballpark of like three hundred and fifty dollars, probably. Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking around three fifty. Yeah. Did you spend? $350 yeah, this I week? did. Do you want to know what I spent three hundred and fifty? You know, dollars on. <laughs> what? What is it? A baby Yoda, a life size baby Yoda. It's huge. Hey, have you seen the pictures of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, have it's, you seen the picture of the oh, dude holding it? Not the dude. I don't think. I'm going to send this. If you can buy oh some time, God. I'm going to send you this goddamn picture. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, Sideshow Weta Collectibles released their pre-orders for The Child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, um, on, was it Thursday or Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I made a stupid mistake, and I clicked buy, and I bought it. I don't you know both I, bought it the shit. same morning independently. Like, you guys didn't talk about buying them yeah. when you bought them, right? No, we no, didn't. No. So what happened was, I, I just posted the picture in the channel. That's pretty that good. is pretty big. Uh, so what happened is, I woke up that morning. Uh, I woke up early. Kelsey was still home. Normally, she's she leaves before me. And we were both just kind of sitting there enjoying our coffee, uh, browsing our phones. And this picture of that baby Yoda showed up. And I was just like racking my brains for... I was basically, you know, doing like the 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 pros and cons of purchasing this baby Yoda in my mind. And it was nothing but pros. And the con was <laughs> it's three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> but other than that, there's it's it's nothing but positives. Yeah. So it's here's beautiful. the thing. It, oh it's a, I mean it's amazing looking. It's um here's the thing is I had the same thing. Um except it was basically what happened was uh some coworkers came up to me <laughs> to my desk on Friday and with shit eating grins on their faces and then like Peer pressured me into buying it. But here's the thing. Wait. Then um, <laughs> they didn't buy it themselves? They did also. Oh, okay. Um, I thought this was like, hey, money bags, we need no. somebody to buy this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, um, I guess this is how peer pressure works, is I never felt pressured. I felt like, no, you oh. guys are all making good points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the, this is, that's this the is a perfect solid crime. Argument. Yeah, yeah. Peer pressure. Uh, yeah, exactly. But here's, a, and here's, here's what I'll say, though. I don't. I don't really regret buying it. Um, no, I don't that's have, what I'm like, saying. I don't have buyer's remorse, but I acknowledge now more than ever that is probably the dumbest thing I could have done. It's such a stupid purchase, and the, yeah. you're right. That's what's weird about it is I, I, in my heart of hearts, I know that this was a stupid purchase, but I don't care. And also, like Kelsey's super hyped about it, and uh, so I was saying this earlier. Like, what if these end up? Like you know, they're like it's a collector's item, and they end up being like five thousand dollars on eBay. 
Yeah. How do we deal with that? Like, that's going to turn into a, a genuine conversation that I have to have with God. Like, yeah. are we going to sell our baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one more thing I'll say kind of in my defense or explaining how this happened is um, just the other day they announced a new uh, Michael Keaton Batman figure. And it looks pretty good. It's not amazing. So and Sideshow it's like, did. Sideshow announced it. Is it, sh- is it Sideshow? I don't think it. I don't think it, it was, was. A different. Okay, but anyway, um, the the reason I bring it up is because I didn't think it was worth buying, but there was a sideshow Batman Returns figure from like three four years ago that I kick myself every single day for not buying because it's so awesome, and it's not available anymore. And so this sort of like regret of not jumping in when I had the chance was floating in my head like very raw, you know, and that kind of fed into this where it's like. It's sort of a now or never proposition, I think. That's that's the problem with these awesome collectibles is that there is that time pressure because you know it's a limited release. You know that once it's gone, you're never going to get an opportunity to get it again. But it's it, it's expensive at the same time because there's this uh, Eileen the Crow figure from I don't even remember who makes it now, but it's like eight hundred dollars. It's huge and it's super detailed. And I've had it in my Amazon wish list, and it's been on pre-order. <laughs> I don't think the fucking thing's ever going to release, but. It's always there looking at me being like, you should buy me. Just get you it. This is it. $800. I can't. I could never The most buy I've spent something. on a collectible is about 200 So Yeah. That's like for a one-off thing that's, you know. Yeah. I feel like that's reasonable because that's what the uh, 3A Hunter figure that I bought for Destiny was. It was about 200 and So here's I, the. Th- I do not regret that. Here's, here's a thing. I'm looking at this picture, right? And it's this very happy man holding. <laughs> He's, He's very so happy. Holding baby Yoda. <laughs> and baby Yoda, like, and I think we, I think the, we should make the icon for this episode, this picture, so people can <laughs> reference it really quick. Um, yeah. And we should also call this episode, like, the baby Yoda episode, just to get those hot oh, yeah, baby Yoda things. points. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this thing is going, this thing goes from uh, basically this guy's shoulders, probably down to, like, uh, his belly button, if not a little yeah. bit lower, like that's yeah. significant. Yeah. So if this if this was eight hundred dollars, I might still consider <laughs> it. Like it's huge, and if the quality yeah. holds up, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They had the actual animatronic there when they were sculpting it, and this is something. And this is not to knock fan art, but like looking at ArtStation, there's tons of digital paintings. There's tons of sculpts of of the child, and they all get the proportions on the eyes and ears wrong. And seeing this. And it's, I mean, it's screen perfect. It's even got like the little peach fuzz on top. Well, and, and people yeah. also try too hard to make Baby Yoda cute. And I think right. it's exactly. like, like Baby Yoda's not cute because he's cute. He's cute because he's ugly as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, true. He's like a bulldog. I mean, he's a little ugly. Yes, exactly. So this goes back to the greatest film ever made by Centennial Man. When Robin Williams is getting his face sculpted, the sculptor is talking <laughs> about how perfection lies in the imperfection as he's like putting wrinkles and stuff. And, you know, like crow's feet and all this stuff. This is an onion we're going to have to peel another time. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that scene way more frequently. No, I just mean your love of Bicentennial Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a weird, it's stuck in my head so hard, this movie. The movie is so bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. I don't remember, like, any of that movie. I don't remember it either, except that the, like, negative impression it left on my psyche. All right, so anyway, we're going to make a Baby Yoda game <laughs> this episode, right? That's All right, what genre? Uh, action. <laughs> yeah, what? it has to be action, right? VR shooter action. 
Mm-hmm. Here's um here's my pitch for the baby. <laughs> this is not actually the episode. Uh, here's my pitch for the baby Yoda game. I mean, if you shoot um, something out and I'm into it, this, that's what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a series of um, scenarios where um, people are having conflict, whether it's like a fight or an argument or like war, and you are baby Yoda, and you have to walk up and take a sip of bone broth. <laughs> just to break it up <laughs> and break it up and that's that's the game that's wonderful i i thought there was going to be an element of like you don't really know who the like because he, he doesn't get what's happening so as the player yeah. you don't know who the good guy or bad guy is and you have to decide how to use your powers oh that's not bad that could be something <laughs> i don't my, think my, my idea is completely different and in, in my mind a baby yoda game is like an adventure game where you're walking crawling shuffling quietly through environments trying to find frogs and bugs and shit to eat and then while you're doing that there are like puzzle elements where you have to use the force but because you're 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 so focused on eating these you know small creatures that when you're using the force you're like impacting these pivotal moments in like npc's lives so like you move this boulder over and that like completely throws off like a stormtrooper invasion oh that's very good that's very uh baby's day out where yeah (laughs) oh my god where baby's just doing baby shit no baby yoda's day out baby yoda's day out (laughs) baby's just doing baby shit like oh there's ice cream over there i'm gonna do that and on his way over he like knocks something over and thwarts the bad guy's plan but he didn't know right he's just you know what just in general which is funny because Baby's Day Out took this principle and made an entire fucking movie out of it. But <laughs> I hate, I just hate that. I hate when movies do that. When someone Mr. unwittingly Magoo. does something. Yes, so, the Mr. So Magoo, a, yeah, you don't the like Jar Jar, whatever. It's, oh, God, it annoys me. I, 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 I don't mind it as much when that's the entire premise of the movie. I mind I mind it when <laughs> I it's guess like... guess that's a little better. <laughs> no, it is because if... Let's say you're watching... What's, I don't know why this is my example. But let's say you're, let's say you're watching Blade. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching Wesley Snipes oh just fucking God. kick ass through the whole goddamn movie. And then right at the end when... You remember at the end when he's got to inject uh, Steven Dorff with all the... With all the the blood vials and sure. they get stuck up in the rock and he, <laughs> and he throws his, uh, he throws a sword up there cause the sword's got the little mechanism that pops open and it mm-hmm. wedges in the same rock that the blood vials are in and it pops it open and that's how he gets it. Like what if that was an accident? Like, like somebody just like a baby walked by and, and like the whole pivotal moment of the movie was an accident <laughs> when everything up until that point was very deliberate and like, Oh, he's, he's so cool. That's what bothers me. There's there's a word for that. It's Deus Ex Machina, and yeah, that's the worst. But, uh, but yes, thinking, but it's a specific flavor of yeah, that. It's so, very yeah, baby. So I want to spin this though and say, almost every Jackie Chan action scene is what we're talking about, and that's fine, right? Uh, mm, I that's an interesting question. I don't his, fully well, agree, but I don't American fully movies. disagree either. I think his American movies, like when he's playing up the comedy, he's always like trying to get away or trying to like evade or something. And it's always in those moments that he's like doing massive damage to, to the enemies. Um, so that's baby Yoda's day out. That's, that's like three solid ideas that we all, we just, you know, wrap. Yeah. That's fire. your, that's yeah. a bonus bonus game for you guys. So, all right, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unfortunately I don't think we'll be able to top it. But <laughs> <laughs> it does sound damn good. Let's, There's just something I, there is something I like about Baby like a really slow paced game because Baby Yoda can't move that fast. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. everything is like like 
Do you remember the game? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna get it. We're we've spent way too much time on this. Let's <laughs> let's make a game, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, right. I'm gonna be thinking about it later, though. All right. Cool. Um. Uh, my, let's, I'll start. Mine's fast because uh, it's kind of like a little bit of a prompt, and you know maybe we can flesh it out. And maybe if there's not that much there, we can move on. Um, so I had this idea. I've been playing this game called Children of Morta on Xbox Game Pass. It's it's a roguelike. It's you know like Dead Cells or Rogue Legacy. It's very cool. I, I would recommend it. It's got a great storytelling uh, layer to it, which I really appreciate. But it made me think about just these game, these like kind of single run type games, and. Um, how it would be interesting if uh, you can't die. Like, what if the game you can beat completely easily because you just can't die, but at the end of it, Baby it Ose gives out. you... What? It's Baby Yoda's Day Out. You're just pitching the same game oh again. Oh, my God. All right. Well, look, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> um, but, okay, so basically what I'm getting at is that we recontextualize an action game so where it's... Uh, more about your performance rather than you actually making it through. So it's in some ways it's almost like a uh, rhythm game. Oh, I know what you're, this you're... is inspired by. This is inspired by your weird thing where you play through Pistol Whip on the easiest setting with nobody shooting at you and two guns, and it's impossible. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're you're totally right. Except <laughs> that I didn't even think that. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> it's totally, it's totally subconscious. Yep. But but um. So but on top of all this is uh. A similar a kind of a separate concept that works into it where in most uh, action games you like power up as you go like you get new abilities and you feel like a badass and then by the end of the game you get the gravity gun and it's like awesome right so I'm um, okay you're gonna mix this time att- or, uh, score attack action game but every time that you do it you get like a perfect score okay great I did great I do the run again and I take one weapon away from myself or one ability away from myself and then you do it again you try to get you know, perfect score, and they do it again. It's also a little bit inspired by those crazy, like, uh, Soulsborne runs, where people will do it, you know, naked with just fists. Oh, right? sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like all those things mixed together, where you make an action game where your runs are trying to be, like, flawless, like, no hit, and then keep stripping things away. So it's challenge run the game. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Now, is you said there's no way to lose this game. Is that just to start with, or and like then you can add on ways that you can lose? Is that what we're I would after? say? I guess technically the way you would lose is if you you beat the game with like half the stuff off, you know, half the abilities disabled, and you got no hits. It's like okay, great. Now you unlock the ability to remove your next weapon, and then you do that, but then you get hit and you like mar your perfect run. That's the way you would technically lose. So that. You would still keep going and beat the whole level, but you wouldn't get the no hit, you know, whatever. I uh, see. So, so there's almost like every time through, there's almost like a list of challenges. Yeah. And as you meet those challenges, you get the ability to make the game harder on yourself. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. It's interesting. I uh, I I can see this, I think. I mean, here's the thing is. What I just said might just be the idea. Like, there might not be much more to mine from this. But well, I, I guess I, I guess what I'm after is I think we sort of need to land on, like, a genre of game. Because sure. it, right now, it is this could be a racing game. This could this could literally be Pistol Whip. This could be... Uh, like, well, it wouldn't... Like, yeah, basically, it, it's a racing game or a rhythm game. But... Because uh, th- th- those already work that way. You're trying to do a time attack. You're trying to do whatever. Uh, perfect score in Beat Saber. 
So it would be that, but applying it to an action game. So when I say action, I, I mean sort of like character action, you know, hack yeah, and slash, like, uh, that sort of stuff. Like a near Automata or, or Bayonetta or, or Double something like Cry that. or something. You just named three games I don't like, but yes. Well, <laughs> okay. So, but, but those are like, yeah, no, those I, are I scoring games, right? Like you can get through an encounter fine. Like, yeah, you can die in those games, but you can get through an encounter with, you know, a D score or you can go through with triple S rank. You know what? As much as I don't like the game, near Automata is a good example because built into that game is this, that modular thing where you can like add or remove components to your thing. So that kind of fits. Well, actually. let me uh, let me let me hit you with with this. Uh, so when you first were talking about a game where you sort of can't die and it's more about your style factor that matters, mm-hmm. my my mind immediately went to that scene at the start of uh, what was it the uh, the Hobbit not the Hobbit movie the Lord of the, the first Lord of the Rings movie whatever that was. Um, mm-hmm. There's that scene out on the battlefield and there's like dudes like everywhere and it's just like a unbelievable amount of bodies everywhere. And I think like Sauron comes out and he's just like, yeah, yeah. he's just invincible and he's swinging mm-hmm. a sword back and forth and literally sending like human yeah. beings just flying through the air. Like I imagine like that, like a, like a Hyrule Warriors or whatever type of yeah. game mm-hmm. where, you know, you are just by far the baddest motherfucker out on this field and nobody really matters. But there's then like... Imagine a game like that with a rhythm element added to it, where guys are like rushing you. Okay, uh, that's it's like that's a where cadence I'm at right of now. Hyrule or something like that, or Crypto yeah, Hyrule Warriors was uh, what's that? What's what's the game? Dynasty type? Warriors. Yeah, it's Dynasty based on Warriors. Dynasty yeah, Warriors. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're talking that's about. That's interesting. Just I, as like the rhythm. So okay, <laughs> running with that, like, what gets harder? Is it your weapons? Is it your mobility? Like, I guess it's I guess it's kind of the same thing, no matter what genre it is. Well, but you're just Couching it in more of this epic Yeah, scale. I, I think like almost every action-adventure game does this thing where you start the game with maybe not all the abilities, but a lot of like yeah, end-game yeah. abilities. It's like a preview of what you away. can be. Exactly. Yes, like, taste, so taste of power. Like, yeah, so this is starting with that taste of power, and then instead of dropping to zero and building back up, you're just staying there and building down. Yes. Yes, exactly. Your I think this Life is of a, power. I think it's a cool <laughs> meta game on top of uh, a normal action game you know i think because people are sort of like you know soulsborne is a great example because people do this like this is what they it's not part of the game but people always try to do challenge runs and so this is my idea is just basically gamifying that making that the game so i i like the idea that you have of unlocking new challenges to add on top of this but i think that you could also do a standalone one where like in a single run Maybe you have all these abilities, you have all these weapons, but each one is like one-time use. So the further you get, the harder it gets until you're down to just like, you know, naked in fists. What do you mean by one-time use? Like um, you have... Maybe, oh, as soon as you use it, it's gone. Right. So you have this like giant e- flaming sword and you can use it one time and then it breaks. And so as you play through the level, you're using all these crazy abilities, but every time you do, you you that's it. Like you can't use it again. And I so mean, that's... It's building That's a that- cool idea for like a modifier or something because I think that it then you're kind of uh, doing the whole arc of the game just all at once instead right, of right. like because it takes away the replayability of the perfecting the run sort of thing. So um, I'm are, how long would you imagine like a run last? Like because I, I, the more I'm thinking about this, I don't want this to be. I don't want it to be like okay, I'm going to play through the entire game as invincible guy and then I'm going to yeah, win it's, and no, then I go it should back. be. 
Yeah, it should be like a couple minutes. I, I wonder how this would work. What if it was a, a series of levels, kind of like think of like a Mario 3 overworld map, right? Node to node thing. Um, and each one of those levels, uh, you can, when you beat it, you play it again with one ability removed, or you just move on to the next one with all the abilities. And you kind of branch out. And so if you are just a super casual gamer and you don't really care about it, then you can actually just finish the game and finish the story. But then the real way to beat it, to get the real ending, is to dwindle down your abilities for every one of these. Maybe like, the only downside to that is just if you're actually really good, you can. it's like going through the motions of doing it when you could just take chunks out of your abilities at a time. Maybe it's up to you to do that. I don't know. Well, maybe it's they're like difficulty levels, right? Like you you beat a level normally and then it instantly opens up like four different levels. Like the normal yeah. one where you're invincible and then three degrees of removing stuff where, you know, the hardest one is is that. So you could beat it once and then replay it on the hardest difficulty, not have to bother with the other stuff. That way you could yeah. do it quickly. But I like I like that idea of of moving through and being able to break a larger game experience up into these smaller, smaller bits. It's, should... it's like songs and Beat Saber, you know? Right. What if, right. okay, what if a level is, you know, meant to last about a minute to two minutes? And yeah. when you first load in, at least at least for your, like, OP character, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I'm imagining you start with OP guy. And it is, it is like a... Uh, like a Hyrule Warriors sort of scenario where you're on a battlefield or something and there's maybe there's like a huge boss all the way at the end and like just an army between you. And so you send your first guy through and maybe there's some sort of uh, timer element where you've got to rush through as fast as you can to get to this guy. I mean, it's I guess it's a rhythm game. Like there, There's sort of a time element inherent to that. But then what if it's sort of like a time travel thing where you step back and now you're you're like weaker guy but you're starting with the OP guy that you just sent through. And so now it's harder with your second guy, but he also has less to contend to depending on how well you did going hmm. through as the first guy. And Almost what I'm, like a super time force kind of thing. Almost, but what I'm trying to get at is more like a like your first guy rushes through and it is it is Hyrule Warriors. I don't know, like I, I keep forgetting what the original one was. <laughs> Dynasty, Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors. Warriors. I'm, I'm staring at Hyrule Warriors right now. <laughs> like your first time through is Dynasty Warriors. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then so so you're, each you're time limiting like the, the number of enemies as well. Of changing. Yes, you're, you're actually dwindling down. But then by the time you get down to your absolute chump moron guy, it does turn into like a Dark Souls boss run where it's like, I'm just trying to skirt around what few guys are left as best as I can because maybe maybe your your total chump is the only one who can actually deal damage to the boss at the end. So your <laughs> other guys are just trying to like, so, oh, it's a, it's fucking Super Bowl Sunday. It's a, it's a football game. They're just trying to be your blockers to get your, <laughs> your weak-ass little guy through to the boss and then you get to do a boss fight maybe. Okay, so, look, this this is a good idea. I like this idea a lot. I think this is different from what I was getting at, but this is cool. I think it's almost like two different branches of a similar idea. Because the one thing that this loses is uh, that sort of memorization. The fact that the, the field is changing and the enemies are changing, then you lose the... That's true. That The thing where like, oh man, this guy was so easy before, but now this guy's hard, this what specific if, guy. What if on the battlefield, there are actually classes of enemies that will only go for like one out of your five guys or whatever and so when you're in that op guy you're facing like 
the runt soldiers or something and then you get to the boss and then when you go down a level now you're facing like brute soldiers and then when you go down a level then you're facing captains and so maybe it's like inversely related so that it is the same time you play no matter what difficulty you're doing but like narratively it feels like you're clearing the battlefield each level um again that's like changing like uh, i'd rather the variable just be you and nothing else that seems cleaner to me. But again, this is a cool idea too, so I don't... I, I guess what I'm trying to do is get some sort of wrapper on like, yeah. why am I doing it more than one time? Like, what, yeah. is, what is the excuse for that in the world of the game? And what is the benefit of doing it more than one time other than just me as a player getting better? Because the other thing I'm seeing happening is, you know, let's say, let's say I'm playing... Uh, pistol whip and I start off basically what you're saying is I'm starting off on easy with all of the modifiers turned on so I'm invincible yeah. and then I'm like okay I did pretty good with that I'm going to turn some of my modifiers off and make it a little harder a little harder until suddenly I'm going through with no modifiers that help me anyway and I'm on expert and yeah like awesome I just like nailed that level now I'm not I'm not going to go to level two and turn all the modifiers back on like I'm pretty I'm pretty good at this game now I feel like I should yeah, be able to I... start sort of in the middle that's a good point. That's why I was, yeah. No, I think that's a that's a fair. And point. and th- this isn't to shoot down your idea more than it is to say, I I like the idea, but I need I need an excuse for why yeah. I'm doing these things multiple times in a level. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, the completionist angle is you just want to do every level to the max. But I see what you're saying. Like there needs to be uh, something more for the pl- like. Uh, the non-completionist player to grab onto. Yeah, and that's kind of why I feel like even if it's even if we're not going with like the time travel element, like football blocking thing that I was going for, like and it is just you are going through the same area as a less and less powerful character. Maybe I think the level does need to change in some ways so that after I have stomped through with my with basically my Hulk, I'm like, "Oh, well, I want to see what happens with this weaker character like how like how that that gap that i just you know cleared as the hulk i now have to find an actual way across that and so maybe the game also gets more complex alongside me one thing i could think of is what if um you have different classes kind of what uh jeff was saying but more for your your character and you start off with the beefy like powerful guy and he can't go through the whole level like he can make it halfway through and then there's something that obstructs only him. So you send the next guy who's like a little bit smaller, a little bit weaker, and he gets through 60% of the level. So he's replaying the 40%, but he then encounters new things because he's moved past Actually, where the other guy was blocked. That's perfect. Because I was thinking, what if the difficulty, because you were saying like get through in like two minutes. I was like, well, yeah. on the harder difficulty, those two minutes will take longer, but it would be cool if the level got longer. And this solves that in a more interesting way. Yeah, so so it almost does feel like there's a bit of that time travel thing. Not 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 bit, actually, yeah. but it's like you know you're sending your Hulk, and then he gets to this barrier that he can't get by. So then yeah, I switch. Yeah, he's too damn muscular. Because he's too. Oh, yeah, so. I can't squeeze through these rocks. <laughs> yeah, and so you exactly right. you roll yeah, like you roll back you roll back to your other guy who's like, oh, it, now I can at least like walk through where this fucking army used to be, and he can yeah. get up to you know squeeze through that rock, and then maybe do something and open the way for the hulk again like is that mm. is, are we trying to go like is that like a? is that i was thinking i was thinking that it would just get like 
it doesn't really make like size is the only thing that in my mind the metaphor works is like you just have to get smaller and smaller <laughs> to get further and further. Well, it could be until your baby Yoda at the end fighting the bus. Oh, baby we Yoda's back. Okay. And baby Yoda yeah. is, if baby Yoda takes one hit, you know, he's dead, but right. he can Glass blow cannon. up heads and shit. So, did it. so I, I, I don't think I like the idea of bringing back in the big characters at the end, like being able to like go through section a as the Hulk, go through section B as a smaller guy and then bring, the Hulk through to see like, I think it might be fun just as a sort of narrative thing of like, okay, you did it. You beat the hardest version with the weakest guy. And then just as a little fun bonus, you get the thing where like all of your guys just like wail on the boss, you know? Well, maybe it's, um, maybe it's like unlocking things, right? So you like each level has all these layers. Like if you think about a castle, like going floor by floor up to the, you know, the King or whatever, so the Hulk, when he plays, he can get through whatever section. And then as you go to these weaker and weaker characters who can go past that, they unlock it for the heavier characters going up. So it's not like you do section A as the Hulk, section B as the weak, and then you can bring the Hulk to section C. It's you can play as the Hulk through section A, you can play as the Hulk through section B, and now you've un- unlocked A and B for the Hulk to go back and play through. But if you want to get to C, you still have to go weaker and weaker. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was getting at with the overworld map idea, but you're talking, you're, you're making it more like contextual in the level. So, right, yeah, right. That's cool. Wait, wait. We're thinking about this backwards. Uh-oh. You need to start, This is this is what, this is what this is. You need to start off as, you know, Baby Yoda or, uh-huh. you know, just like, scrawny scrawny dave and scrawny dave. Th- that's what everybody starts off as right and then they rush in they get in the first fight and you just get your ass kicked but dave yeah. scrawny dave he is the hulk so he hulks out a little bit because you just made him angry and then he gains a couple abilities and then he moves okay. on and he's you know he's a little bit more, more okay strong. i get it and okay, depending so on how like good you are difficulty yeah depending yes. on how good you are you can make it all the way to the end with just scrawny dave but if you suck, eventually you're just going to hulk out so much that you're just tearing ass through everybody. I, I think like that's that. it. They're almost like that's life good. Bars. That's very clean. It's it, it's almost like you can you can look at it like the Hulk metaphor. You can look at it like uh, I, I'm like calling in for an airdrop. You know, getting more like a suit yeah. There's or any kind of wrapper you can put. Yeah, on, that's that's good. And that that's way you, you still can't die, <laughs> but there is that challenge there. So yeah, if your if your health bar depletes as Scrawny Dave, then you hulk out to level one. To Fireball Mitch. Right, oh fireball shit, Mitch. no, he's the last. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah. me? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah like, you ended Fireball Mitch. So then he Mitch. goes and then he goes and he goes and then, or, you know, whatever characters and then, yeah, you end up at Fireball Mitch at the top. Awesome. I think that, that's it. That I solves think, it. I think we nailed it. Someone should make yeah. this. Someone should make Someone that. should make this. Okay, so something that I have always... I've never really seen pulled off very well in a game, if at all, is a horror game that is also a cooperative multiplayer game. Like really quick, Resident Evil Five. Does anything like spring to your mind that and and I'm Resident Evil Five. Resident Evil, yeah, but I'm thinking like Resident Evil Five wasn't scary, and that's 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 the whole thing. Cause, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. That's what you're saying. And uh, it's Dead like Space Three. Huh? Was Dead, Dead Space... Space Three was co-op? But was it scary? Is, is what I'm really getting at. Like, how I, do I you play it? <laughs> how do you actually? I mean, Dead Space wasn't scary after the first one, so I, I doubt yeah. three. Well, was... uh, no, because in two, when you go back to the Ishimura, that is genuinely unsettling. All right. Well, was that co-op? No. 
<laughs> gotcha. <laughs> anyway, so I what I'm still it. trying to come up with is a cooperative <laughs> horror game that's actually scary. Um, and I, it, it is interesting that you're bringing up Dead Space because a, a sort of like space station simulator game where like sort of like life where you're trapped on board with some sort of organism yeah. mm-hmm. could be super cool. Um, here's okay. Here's how my, the first thing that came to mind is that it has to be, uh, online only like uh, that game, a way out. Yeah. And, uh, cause the, the, the first thing I thought of is the, the scene in the first alien when the guys in the air ducts and the aliens in there. And then like, he can't see shit. And his partner has the map, like the mapper mm-hmm. thing. Oh yeah, holy and, shit! That's and good. he's like, it's like he's around the corner. He's like, well, I don't see him. You know, it's like that sort of thing. Like yes. someone has the eyes and ears. That's that's I think how you do it. So that's that is a great example because, and it's also kind of similar to the only example I was able to come up with, where if one player needs to go out on like a spacewalk, and another player is sort of trapped inside and watching this spacewalk happen and trying to like give information, like, oh, you need to go you know, get this thing and, you know, there's some some sort of, almost, I don't know if it's a puzzle element or whatever, but it, it requires one person doing the job and another person relaying information. And then if you also add some sort of, like, creature out there that they're trying to, like, oh, shit, like, it's right next to you, don't do, you know, like, yeah, that yeah. sort of oh, and back check, and forth. Oh, and check this out. Uh, the guy giving you orders at some point, like, the audio cuts out and, like, you can't voice yes, chat anymore. Yes, yes, yes. And it's like, hello, are you there? Are you there? And it's like, That's oh, shit, I'm lost. Like. I'm on my own. And you have no idea what the other person's doing. And then meanwhile, whatever happens to you, the other person, it's like, shit, I got to go and re- reestablish communication because I see something closing in on the guy. So that's cool. Maybe, if, you know, each of these characters has kind of their ability. Like the eyes and ears is one. Like maybe the other guy is like a flamethrower or something. But communication can only happen when you're not using those tools. So the eyes and ears can look at a screen, but then they have to turn it off to switch to communicator mode. So you're getting that back I mean, and that's forth. sort of the Doom 3 thing which didn't go that well it, it did, flashlight you mean yeah yeah so i was thinking maybe there's uh maybe whatever this like creature is is attracted to uh like power sources or something right yeah and so it's it's a risk reward yeah it's you, get like risk reward. you can do it but it's something yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad also that you brought up the in-game voice chat because it and this and this does suck because you know everybody's just going to do like party chat and discord and and they're going to ruin these, these things. But like, I still love the idea that, you know, comms can cut out at any moment for some reason. And, and there's that. And there's also like, if I am just being too loud in my microphone, like maybe that's going to attract the monsters. Oh yeah. Like manhunt. So I just have to go quiet and like, you know, hide out while my friend is trying to like figure out what's going on with me. And I just can't respond to them. That's so cool. So, I, yeah. I, I think that that's still like, because the game is incentivizing you to not use voice chat because without the voice chat, it's removing a lot of the horror elements and horror is the point. So I yeah. think like you put a splash in the beginning. It's just like this game is best played with, you know, yeah, in-game chat, you know, it's try sort not of to like a uh, discord. Yeah. Sort of like Hellblade where it says, you know, this play this with the headphone, right, headphones right. and then everyone's like, yo, that game's awesome with headphones. So it's the same thing. Like, no, seriously, you should play it with uh, game chat, not party. That's chat. true, and then I people think, can sort people of do it. choose their comfort level too. If they'd rather just yeah. no, let's let's just do party chat. Like, yeah. I'm too much of a chicken for this. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. So what I would like is instead of one guy to always be the eyes and ears, it should be like different scenarios that have to split up the team and 
create communication in new ways. Yeah. So it's not always the guy. Like I'm not always the guy. I was, I was also thinking like, maybe, maybe it's like, okay, we have to go do this spacewalk. Uh, you pick up the walkie talkie. I'm going to go put on like the spacesuit. That's going to choose our roles. And then next time when we have to do something else, I want to be like, okay, uh, that spacewalk fucking terrified me. I want you to go do the thing now. Like, and then you can just sort of like choose who gets to do the things and, yeah, and then if there's a person who, if two people always like doing the same roles, that's great. They're they're having fun and yeah. they could always pick the same roles. Yeah. Is this two player only? As in, I, can you not have like four players? I was originally players? trying to. I, I I originally imagined it as like a three or four player thing, but I, I do think as you add players, keeping the tension is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oh, the man. noise I, thing works though because the larger group you get, the more inclined you are to like try to talk, and you start talking over each other. And so, but what happens when you get that I, different? What happens when you get that jackass who's just not taking it seriously and he's screaming and dying all the time? And <laughs> band. Okay, on. this is this is a speak. I mean, that's always the danger, especially with this um, idea I'm about to pitch. Okay, it's the start. A game starts out two player. You're on the spaceship, whatever. Then, much like a lot of these movies, halfway through. Two new characters come in, and it's two strangers. Oh, shit. And it's an uneasy alliance, and you don't know what their actual true goals are. And they actually do have some goals. And it should be like um, hidden role games and board games where yeah. they get a coin flip. They could actually be totally uh, you know, above board. Or they could get a coin flip and say, no, you have to actually do this thing that hurts these people. So I, I fucking love that. Like if, if, okay, so you go, you queue into a match. It's you and your friend, but then you queue in with two strangers. You don't see who they are. You don't see any of that information. You start Later. I, would, I, I want you to, I want right, it to be like. But like yeah. you, you get into the game and it's just the two of you. I'm saying like behind the scenes, you're queuing in with, with two random players, sure. right? So then when you get to that midpoint, maybe when you start, each team has the main objective, which is like survival or whatever, but then there's that secondary objective and sometimes they clash with the other team, but sometimes they don't, you don't know what's what. Uh, right. And you can always lie about it. Like Dennis, what you're saying, like those secret role board games, tabletop games. So the, the thing that I've, absolutely love about this idea is it it almost, I'm not going to say it entirely solves it, but it almost does solve the voice chat problem because I feel like you are going, once that happens at least, you're going to want to use the in-game voice chat so that you can communicate with this other team because exactly. it would be awesome if sometimes you do have to coordinate with them to do stuff and other times it's like, like maybe one team is like, you know, that country's uh, space force or whatever and you are this country's and it's like, okay, we have to keep ourselves alive but we have like our home base that is feeding us, you know, right. our objectives that maybe we don't want you mm-hmm. guys to know about. Yeah, oh, like what that. if there's a, an actual like in-game uh, voice channel system? So, uh, me and oh me shit, and you, that's me so and, good. Me and my partner on okay, we have channel channel one. Then there's like this uh, you know open channel thing, and so we're talking to everyone like the opposing strangers, and we're all okay. Let's do this, and then we switch over to channel one. It's like I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's, I don't really buy it. You know, <laughs> so you can awesome. maybe forget you're on a specific channel, and that can lead to hijinks. <laughs> yeah. I was well, thinking the I same would, thing where you're no, like, no, nah, yeah. we're going to fuck these guys. Oh, shit. I'm still- <laughs> <laughs> well, or like I was you actually going to stand channel one and you're like trying to talk to them and you're not hearing anything. And you're like, what the fuck? No, no. I was going to do one more than that. It's not even like let it be an accident is like at certain points through the game. Like there's some static interference oh, and it switches channels on you. So oh, good. Yeah. And you don't know when they're hearing you or not. Like or it's and vice versa. Like, and it's just snippets. So yeah. maybe it's totally innocent or yeah. 
oh my god, this is so good. Yeah, yeah I just I wanted love that interference because like you could even have just like a like a random switch where like every once in a while you get like a quarter second of audio in the general chat, like just because there's like bleeding, and so like you kind of get the sense of when the other team is talking, but not what they're saying. Dude, how cool would it be if? uh like let's let's say your goal is okay we got to hack into this computer uh the other team has the password and they definitely don't want us to have that password so maybe part of the thing is like we want to listen in on their comms to try to get that password um so maybe there is a way that we're able to force that to happen yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but like it also happens by accident too so you can sort of like pretend that oh we just happened to hear in on you know something like that um and there's there's got to be a scenario where uh, the one team, or maybe I guess you you decide that which two go on the spacewalk or which two don't, and it could be like along alliances, you know, or not. Like, no, no, I don't trust you guys. We're gonna send, we're gonna keep one of our guys back behind. Oh, the scenes, or you you send you know. both guys out, and then the two the two people like on the spaceship are just holding guns to each other's heads. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Or. Or vice versa, where like, no, no, we'll be fine. You guys go, and then they just like cut your oxygen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just piece out of the this is, room. This is Sea blind. of Thieves with mixed with. Oh alien, yeah, is what this is. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. This is um, great. Just to set the stage, I I, I want to like sort of set up a rough timeline of. I th- I think when you start the game, much like you said, maybe it is me and my friend. We're playing. And our initial thing is like, okay, we're, we are separated to begin with, and it is our first objective to meet back up. And then sure. okay, yeah. second objective is like, you know, get life support going, get our personal shuttle working because there is a larger space station with more supplies that we need to get to. And so once we've done all that, that acts as like a tutorial. And then we start drifting off over to this other space station. And as we're arriving, we see like another ship like pulling up and it's like oh shit why is there another shit like i think that part should yeah, be yeah, yeah. like absolutely like a yeah, surprise that's, that's really cool yeah yes oh my god it's awesome well so okay, help. should there be uh an alien should there be a monster threat i think there and, should. if so yeah. i think there should too but when what's the best time to introduce that is it I, like i think when it's the first half or second half like you know i think if you make the tutorial section like super creepy and like the alien was here. So you're like getting hints of it. And then right. once you get to the space station, it's like, Oh, there's this other person there. And then maybe like five, 10 minutes into that location, like the alien that you saw the hints of before, like comes in. Wait, how, I, how about what if, what if the tutorial section is like, uh, you sort of learn how to deal with the alien. Like maybe it's like, I, I really want to go with the, the life thing, the movie, the, uh, the yeah. movie mm-hmm. life where it's like a, like a glob basically. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so like, like right off the bat, it's like, it's a small glob. It's probably pretty easy to deal with. And you're like, all right, this is experiment gone bad, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the tutorial is like ejecting it out the airlock. Um, yeah. and then once you get to the point where you see both of the ships arriving at the space station oh shit it turns out that the glob thing has held on to our ship and then since the other team also went through the same tutorial they have like a glob of their own and Mm, now the glob is like combined into like a single like it's now stronger and like yeah 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 you know ratchets up attention that way and it's like okay we kind of know how to deal with this thing we went through this tutorial but now it's going to have a whole new bag of tricks and shit that you know now that it's a new thing it's going to be a lot harder I would love for that to be slightly random each match too, where like maybe there's a pool of like 12 abilities and it chooses like three when it gets to that second section. So you're not exactly sure what it can do. Yeah, that's really good to keep uh, subsequent playthroughs interesting. 
Yeah, because this game is going to live and breathe, obviously in the esports scene, but on replay as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely esports. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which team? Like, yeah, no, we're totally going to work together in our esports. <laughs> I would love to see it happen. Uh, that is amazing. I, this is really tight. Someone has to. Someone. Someone, someone has, has to. Make someone this. has to do it. They have to do it. Uh, awesome. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Um, again, we're coming up on our year anniversary. We'd love it if you emailed in uh, your favorite game ideas this year at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at, at make this podcast, rate us on iTunes, and uh, thanks to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now, someone should make it. <laughs>